0: Hello, my name is Eric Normand, and these are my thoughts on functional programming. So, the thought I was having was about composability and algebraic properties. Um, so, in school, we learn about a few algebraic properties, we learn about Commutativity, we learn about associativity, we learn about the identity of addition, which is zero, and the identity of multiplication, which is one. And these apply very well in functional programming. And I think not so much because they are, uh, you know, mathematical ideas, but more because their expression. Is so simple. Their definitions are so simple that they really focus on how things compose. And what mathematicians have done is figured out a a bunch of ones for um, mathematical operations like, you know, addition is associative and commutative, multiplication likewise. Um, And When you have that, uh, you have these very simple ways of saying how addition composes with itself. Right? Now, when we're building abstractions in a functional language, we're, because our primary means of building a program from smaller parts is composition. We want to focus on how things compose first and foremost, and so I believe it's important to define upfront what how things compose before you implement the thing. So, what do I mean by that? Uh, I would say that. If you want to define an operation, let's say you want okay, so I have a, an example that I give in a presentation that is, you want to define a way to uh, rotate an image and also translate the image. so move it around on the screen. You want to define how they compose. does? Translate and then rotate. Is that, a, is that different from rotate than translate? What if I do two rotates or two translates? How do they how do they affect each other? And by thinking that through before you start implementing the thing, and even battening those things down with testing. Then you will be able to. Um, you can guarantee up front that they compose in the way you're expecting. Now, m- mathematical definitions, mathematical properties, are not going to give you everything you need because they're kind of analyzing. Existing properties of existing operations—they're not engineering; they're not designing new operations so much. And so, what what you want to be able to do is uh, take the lessons from those algebraic properties, and the lessons that are the most important are that. They are, have very simple expressions. You can do with one or two, with, with, this expression is usually an identity, meaning an equality. So you say, rotate, then translate is equal to translate and then rotate. Right? Or you say, for idempotence, A or F of A is equal to F of F of A. Right, so you're saying how it composes with itself with, you know, multiple multiple, um, invocations of the same operation. And what this lets you do is because these are simple ones, but you can define new ones. Because there's no algebraic property um, that there's, there's few algebraic properties that relate to. So there's like the reverse or the inverse, something like that. we got to cross the street. But there there aren't as many as you would want. But what's important is that it's simple. That it's a very short expression. And that it defines how things work. So, you know, the other thing that you can play a little bit looser with is the notion of equality, um, because very often, um, uh, in in software, we use an if statement uh, to reduce the scope of when something is applicable. So what do I mean by that? Um, so in in general, um, adding an item, a key-value pair, to a hash map is not commutative. So the associ operation in closure is not commutative, because if you add the same key, so if you add the key a with the value one. And then you add the key A with the value two, the two will overwrite the one. So the order matters. Whichever one comes second, that's the one that gets kept. So they're not strictly equal. But you can say, well, I know in general, that's true. I don't they're, it's not commutative. But in this particular case, I know that I'm never going to collide keys. Right? You can you can make that assertion. It's kind of like a runtime assertion that in this case I will never collide keys. And so then it becomes commutative again because if you never collide keys, you never have that overwrite situation. And then again it doesn't matter what order you put stuff in. Now another thing you can do is you can say it they might not be equal but they're still both valid. They're still both correct. Right? So if I do a1 and then I do a2 so the result is a2 is stored in that map. I could say that's that's a valid result. Um, but also I could say A1 was a valid result as well. That, that, that can happen too, where you're not comparing them on strict equality, but on something else. Like they're, they're, there's no contradiction. They're both equivalent. Um, so like for instance, the timestamp. Sometimes you don't care about the exact timestamp, you just want to know that it's after a previous one. Right? So that's a, a, a way of saying it's consistent, it's valid, they don't have to be equal. Strictly equal, like that. So there's there's ways of, of using these properties where they're not strictly defined the way they are in mathematics. That they can be defined a little bit more loosely, that they are, that two things could be commutative. Modulo, I know that there's no key collisions, or modulo, the timestamps, are don't matter, or modulo, they are, uh, they're both consistent. All right, so uh, I'm probably going to talk more about algebraic properties. I just wanted to get that idea quickly out there. Thank you so much. Hit subscribe, and I'll see you later. Bye.